All right, man. I mean, y'all are like right there. So you're in like the, if I get too excited, you may be in like the spit zone. So just know that in advance. All right, Aaron's down for it. Hey, guys, what an incredible month we've had to begin this school year. Isn't this been amazing? I mean, God has done amazing things. You can give God a clap for that. My God. What amazing things God has already done uh, in this first month that we have been together. And you know what that makes me want to do? Man, press the gas. Like, let's not settle in and say, you know, that was really awesome. Let's just be content with what's going on right now. Let's press the gas. Imagine if what God has already done this in your life, the way he's been transforming you, shaping you. Maybe you're just walking in for the first time and you're like, I'm not really sure what that looks like for me. Let me tell you, God has been doing incredible things in this GVSU community, not just in CM, but in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of ministries around campus. And we celebrate the work of God here. And again, that makes me say, guys, let's not settle in. Let's press the gas right? Because I know for me, the temptation is there to just kind of, wow, God, thanks for all you're doing. But the more I meditate on God's word, the more it leads me into prayer, the more I think, man, we're just like skimming the surface of all that God wants to do in you and through you on, this, on our campuses, in the community, and even uh, across the globe. If we will just take another step in the direction of embracing who he's called us to be in Jesus Christ. Are you willing to take one step tonight? Let's take one step together. Ask me, Scott, why do you, why do you think that? Ask me. I'm so glad you asked. Some of you know that. Some of you know that uh, over the course of the last uh, couple years, I've been uh, trying to memorize uh, Paul, many of Paul's letters uh, to the different churches that he wrote. And the past few months, I've been meditating and trying to memorize Paul's letter uh, to the church in Ephesus, so Ephesians. And the more I repeat over and over and over again the word of the Lord... In, that we receive in Ephesians, the more I am overwhelmed with hope, with joy, with expectation about what God wants to do, what he's already done, what he will do in the future, and what he wants to do right now in us, through us, on this campus and in the world. So what I would love to do with you guys tonight is to share this incredible word of grace from our Lord. This word that comes to us from the Father that loves us and who wants you to embrace your identity, to put down and take off all the false identities Come on, we all carry them around, the pretend identities that we put on to try to make ourselves look good, to protect ourselves, the, the things we wear because we're afraid, to put those down and to take another step in that direction of embracing who we are. And Ephesians tells us, 
so clearly who we are and whose we are. So hear the word of the Lord from the book that we love. Let me pray for us as we begin. Lord Jesus, send your spirit onto us in such a powerful and unique and specific way now that as we hear your word proclaimed, it might sink deep down into our hearts and into our bodies that it might affect the change that needs to happen in our lives so that we have the capacity to take one more step in the direction of embracing all that you have for us in Christ. We don't have capacity for this on our own, so give us your spirit in fresh ways to do it in us. We pray this in Jesus' name, and we all say together, amen. Hear the word of the Lord from Ephesians. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love. He predestined us for adoption as his children according to his purpose and will to the praise of his glory which he has freely given to us in the one that he loves. It's in him that we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace, which he has lavished on us through Christ. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times have reached their fulfillment in order to bring unity to all things, heaven and on earth, under Christ. In him, you, you were chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything into conformity with the purpose of his will. In order that we, who put our hope in Christ, may be for the praise of his glory. And you, you were included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed it, you were marked with a seal. The promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance into the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. It's for this reason Ever since we heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, your love for all God's people, we've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in our prayers. 
We keep on asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you would know him more and more. We pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance for his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. For my friends, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name that can be invoked, whether it is in this age or in the age to come, God put all things under his feet. And he appointed him head over everything for the sake of the church. His body, the fullness of him who fulfills everything in every way. And he's done this even though you were dead. Dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. When you followed the ways of this world and the principles of this world and the power of the kingdom of the air, that same spirit that is at work in those who are still living in rebellion, all of us lived this way at one time, gratifying the cravings of the flesh, following its desires and thoughts. We were by nature deserving of his wrath. But God, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead. It is by grace that you've been saved. God raised us up with Christ, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in order that in the coming age he may show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us through Christ. It is by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not our own doing. It is a gift the gift of God. It's not by works. No one can boast about this. We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus in order to do good work, which God has already prepared in advance for us to do. And friends, it is for this reason, this reason that I kneel before the Father creator of all things in heaven and on earth. And I pray out of his glorious riches, he will strengthen you with power by his spirit in your inner being that Christ would dwell in your heart through faith. 
I pray that you, being rooted and established in that love, would have power along with all God's people to take hold of how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ that you would know this love that surpasses all comprehension, that you would be filled to the brim with all the fullness of God. To him who is able to do in more, immeasurably more, than all we ask or imagine, according to that power that's at work in us. To him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. And so, my friends, I urge you, live a life that reflects the gift you have received. Be completely humble, gentle, patient, bearing with each other in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. For friends, there is one body, one Spirit. You were called to one hope. When you were called, there is one Lord, there is one faith, one baptism, one God and Father who is over all and through all and in all. As his beloved children, follow God's example. Walk in the way of love. Just as Jesus loved us, And gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Peace be with you, friends. And love with faith from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May his grace rest on all of you who love the Lord Jesus Christ with an everlasting love. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What an amazing word of grace. This is like, it's like you went to a five-star restaurant and the chef said, we made everything. Pick what you want to eat. And you're like, I don't know. It's all good. It's so good. So it, it would take, I mean, we're not going to spend uh, four hours here just going through every contour of this incredible gift. But let me give you three things to put in the doggy bag that you can take home with you. <laughs> three things out of this incredible buffet that we can take home. The first one is this. There are three words. You are chosen. From the creation of the world, chosen. For his glory, chosen. Chosen the way a family chooses to adopt a child. God. Can you believe this crazy message? God. 
the only being in the entire universe who is utterly free to do anything he wants. He chose you. He chose you. He chose you to be a part of his family, to graft you in to Christ. If you are in Jesus Christ, it is because God freely chose to love you and bring you in, make you alive with Christ even when you were dead. It is by grace. It is a gift. And you, who are in Christ, are chosen by God. Second word. It's littered throughout this, uh, throughout this uh, uh, letter. Littered throughout this letter. There it is. You're cherished. I mean, it's in every chapter, but let me just nail a couple of them here. In chapter one, in love, he predestined you for adoption. Chapter two, we were by nature deserving of wrath, but God, because of his great love, made us alive. Chapter three, in the amazing prayer that we would take hold of how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ to know the love that surpasses comprehension. Chapter four, as his dearly loved children walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. All over time, over and over and over again in this word, you are cherished by God. Maybe that has not been your experience in your family. Maybe that hasn't been your, spirit, your experience in your first month of college. The false identity would say, no, you're not. Why would they? Why would you be cherished? That's not the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is, you are chosen, you are cherished by me. One more word to take home in the doggy bag. You're chosen, you're cherished, and you're charged. The same power, Paul says, can you believe this? The same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you by the Holy Spirit. The same power that is able to do immeasurably more than anything we can ask or imagine, it's possible according to that power. It's at work in us. At work in us. You know what that means? Among a horde of other things, it means that if you are struggling with sin, especially struggling with habitual sin, alcohol, prescription drugs, pornography, greed, if you are struggling with these kinds of habitual sins that just don't seem to go away and you feel like it's hopeless, it's never gonna get better, wrong. That is a lie. That is the false identity talking. Embrace, take a step. Embrace your identity in Christ. You are charged with his spirit. If you will follow the path of Christ, there is freedom for you. That is a promise right out of the word of God. There is freedom for you. You are not hopeless because you are charged by his spirit. But the path to freedom is to embrace 
to embrace the identity, not to say it couldn't possibly be me. God has that for somebody else, but me, I'm stuck here. I'm never going to get any better than this. Lies. Chosen. Cherished. Charged. So let's stop being something else. Guys, let's stop pretending. Let's take a step and embrace the promise of God's word for us that we are chosen by God, cherished by Christ, charged by his spirit because it is as we embrace that identity, then, oh, more and more, we live a life that reflects this amazing gift that we've received. And you don't have to watch too much TV or pay too much attention to the news to catch that, guys, our world needs, needs the body of Christ to reflect the gift. It ain't our political leaders who are reflecting the gifts. Okay? The body of Christ to reflect the gift. What might it look like? So let's get down to the nitty-gritty, all right? So right here. I'm just messing with you. No. (laughs) What would it look like for you to take one step in that direction? And as you go to class tomorrow, how different is your classroom if you embrace this identity of being chosen, cherished, and charged? What does it look like if you go to work tomorrow and you take one step toward embracing this identity of being chosen, cherished, and charged? One more step in that direction. We're not going to go from like zero to Mother Teresa tomorrow. That's not how sanctification works. (laughs) One step in the direction of embracing your identity because this is who you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, because the Father chose you, because the Son cherishes you, and because right now the Spirit is charged inside of you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, your word is so good and it is so powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It splits between bone and marrow, heart and soul. And it has cut us tonight and we are glad for it. Glad because when when you open us, it's because it's to heal us. And so we pray for the ministry of your spirit to bring healing into us. Lord, for those of us that are struggling to embrace our identity as being chosen, speak your word of love into our lives. And for those of us that are struggling to uh, remember and embrace being cherished by you, because of all the other words that have been spoken over our lives, we pray that your word would be more powerful than all those other words and that you would minister your grace. And for those of us that are struggling with sin, especially habitual sin in our lives, God, and feel like we have no power over it, Lord Jesus, come into that situation. Show us the pathway to freedom and give us your strength to step into it. You are able to do more (laughs) immeasurably more than anything we ask or imagine because of that power at work in us. So show us your power. 
Show us your grace that we may walk another step closer to embracing who we are as your children and embracing who you are as our Father. We pray this in Jesus' powerful name. And we all say together, Amen. Amen. Amen.